cogito ergo sum. It's a philosophical statement that was made in Latin by Rene Descartes. When you translate that into English, it means I think, therefore I am. Now, Descartes was having a bit of a personal self-reflective moment. And he made that statement because he was looking for a statement that could not be doubted. So he could not doubt that he himself existed. So there is where the term came from. Now, once we have confirmed our existence, we carry ourselves and we walk through the world. We have on a external life and we have an internal life. Sometimes there could be some tension. And that tension can sometimes produce hypocrisy. Now, the word hypocrite came from the English word, a Greek word, hypocritus, which means an actor or a stage player. Now, the Greek word is a compound noun. It's made up of two Greek words that literally translate as interpreter from underneath. It's a little bit weird, but when you think about it, actors in ancient Greece wore large masks to mark the character they were playing and so that they read the story or had people interpret the story from underneath their masks. So hypocrite, what lies beneath who we are. There's a parable that Jesus said. He said this in the book of Matthew. He said these words, do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eyes. I think, therefore I am. Hypocrisy and planks. Today, let's discover self-reflection, examining our own inner hypocrisy as a path forward to doing the work we need to do and maximizing our gifts of services, looking at the song, I Think, Therefore I Am by Billie Eilish. Welcome to the Stephen Thompson Experience. I think, therefore, I am. My name is Stephen Thompson, and this is my experience. I'm curious. I'm trying to be a compassionate leader who is the creator of the Stephen Thompson Experience, a podcast for leaders and followers, hopeful optimists, careful pragmatists, bold asserters, people who want to bend the arc of the universe towards justice. My goal is to use this platform to educate, inform, and inspire individuals to use their gifts and talents in the services of others. Therefore, I am is a song by Billie Eilish. She's an American singer. It was released through her record label, through Darkroom and Interscope Records, not too long ago, November 12th of 2020. Billie and her brother, whose name is Phineas O'Connell, wrote the song, and Billie Eilish sung it, and her brother produced it. Now, Therefore I Am is pretty up-temple, 
pop song. The lyrics are considered a little bit dark. Actually, some people think it's dark pop would be, they would categorize it. If you were to watch the mall, you the video, you would see her walking through a mall and she's just eating and drinking in a shopping mall. And the main theme about this is that she is not considering the opinions that people have about her. She says, and when she explains the song, that she's an individual with a mind of her own and does not require anybody making decisions on her behalf. In fact, here's some lyrics. Stop. What the hell are you talking about? Ha, huh. get my pretty name out of your mouth. We're not the same with or without. Don't talk about me like you might know how I feel. Top of the world, but your world isn't real. Your world's an ideal. Now imagine this concept. Do we sit to think and reflect when we may raise a criticism against somebody else? For some reason, why do we have somebody else's name in our mouths? Our own inner hypocrisy, the plank that we may have in our own eyes that may be preventing us from seeing a speck in someone else's. But yet we go to that speck and we forget about our planks. So let's look at our planks and remove our planks that we possibly may have through self-examination and through self-reflection. We can help other people. Let's talk about somebody who was like that. His name was Charles Clinton Spaulding. He was born in August of 1874 in North Carolina, and he died in 1952. Charles Spaulding was a business owner, African-American business leader, who built the North Carolina Mutual Life Insurance Company into the country's largest Black-owned business by the time of his death in 1952. When he was 20 years old, he left his father's farm and moved to Durham, North Carolina. In 1898, he got the equivalent of a high school education, and he began to manage a grocery store. 1899, he was hired part-time at the North Carolina Mutual and Provident Association. Then he was promoted to a general manager. It was the only full-time position in the company. And Spalding was an early user of advertising, saturation advertising. So he would just inundate all the local businesses with promotional items bearing the name of his country, company. And he prospered. And by the time 1920 came around, they officially changed the company's name to North Carolina Mutual Life. It had over a thousand employees and offices several along the East Coast. In 1923, Spalding became the company, president of the company, and he held that position until he died in 1952. So Spalding's financial organization, the way he ran it, helped the company even su survive the Great Depression. Spalding went on to be national chairman of the Urban League. He campaigned with to secure jobs in the New Deal for African-Americans. He was the chairman of the Durham Committee on Negro Affairs. He engaged in voter registration efforts. He convinced city officials to hire 
more African-American police officers. He also supported education for African-Americans while serving for a trustee for Howard University, Shaw University, and North Carolina College, all during the time of rapid Jim Crow racism in the South of the United States of America. Many people during that time did not like a Charles Spaulding, wouldn't let him eat in certain places. They wouldn't let him sit in certain places. Wouldn't let him stay in hotels, even though he was worth far more money than the people who would not allow him into these places. Let's go back to those lyrics. Stop, what the hell are you thinking about? Get your pretty name out of your mouth. Get my pretty name out of your mouth. We are not the same with or without. Don't talk about me like you might know how I feel. Top of the world, but you know it isn't real. Your world's an idea. So are you curious about self-reflection? You see, self-reflection means that you look at yourself. Take some time. Look at yourself. Analyze yourself. If you go to criticize another person, before you do that, look at yourself. In fact, I can take you through an exercise. Let me examine my own inner hypocrisy. What are the planks in my life? My own inner hypocrite. Now, I can think about things that I may disagree, but maybe something I criticize a person for, but I do those same things. So I'm a hypocrite. And in being a hypocrite, you begin to think that you're better than somebody else, but you're really not. Somehow the playing field is level in terms of who we are. And we can choose to make decisions that can help or hurt people. Our external behavior can hurt people or help people, and we can choose what direction we move in. So analyze yourself, look into your own behavior, your own thoughts, your own ideology, look for a plank or a block before you try to tell someone else what they could possibly be doing wrong and move from that direction. Because you see, at the end of the day, the only behavior that we can control is our own. The influence that we make is our own influence based upon the actions that we take, based upon the choices that we make, and we want to make choices that are for the benefit of those we serve, those we encounter, those we live with, those we love, those who are in our sphere of influence. Those are the people we come in contact with on a daily basis. There are people out there whom we never interact with, whom we will never see, who we only hear their opinions and their thoughts on a social media app, on television. And we've got to ask ourselves, is it worth it? Are we trading time for ideals, for people we will never meet, when we could be using that time for the people around us. Here's a challenge that I did with myself. Look at your social media time on your phone. I did that once. I did that back in October. 
found out I was using 45 minutes a day on Facebook. I said to myself, how about if I used 45 minutes a day writing? And you know what I did? I wrote a novel and published it. Was that a good trade-off? Doesn't matter how many novels I sell. I have something out there in the world that's mine that I can say I made, I did because I traded away time. I said no to Facebook. I said yes to my novel. And we all can do that. We don't have to say that our jobs are too stressed. We have to give up our job or we have to give up time with our family. We can give up social media. I have three years worth of podcast. You see, this time that it takes me 15 minutes to put this podcast together, 15 minutes you could be on Twitter, 15 minutes you could be on Instagram. I don't need to be on Instagram. I don't need to be on Twitter. I don't need to be on Facebook. But guess what? I have a podcast. I can say I have this. And that's not being a hypocrite. That's me just making a choice. And that's me trying to encourage somebody out there who has hopes and dreams and passions to consider to do an audit of how they spend their time, where they devote their energies to. And you can make different choices, choices that advance your dreams and your goals. It's not magic. You don't have to wait for somebody to come and pick you or choose you or anoint you. You can decide today. So do that today. Audit your time. Audit yourself. Is it worth it? Is it worth it to yell and scream or get mad at somebody's comments? Or can you go and create something? Can you go help someone? This is not a judgment. It is a choice that you can make. It's a choice that you can make. It's something you can do. It's steps that you can take to advance yourself. That's what I'm asking. This is Stephen Thompson, and this has been my experience. My goal today is to educate, inform, and inspire, and I hope that I've moved a bit in that direction. But if I offended, upset, or triggered you, I apologize. It's never my intent. Feel free to meet, reach out to me through the comments. Leave an email address if you like to dialogue. But if you enjoyed it, subscribe. Until next time, have a wonderful week. Take care. Bye-bye.